You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Eddie Scazzeri joins me today. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, podcast people. Uh, Jerry is uh, out today. He'll be back tomorrow. He had a uh, funeral to attend to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he'll be back tomorrow, all ready to go. Uh, CeeLo did the warm-up show with me. Eddie joins me for the post-game podcast. Um, I'm having a uh, – this was a good timing. I do have a dog situation. Oh, okay. Of which I, I would like your opinion. Um, you know, I live – Across the street from the beach, I live in a in an area of Bradley Beach where, in the winter months and uh, the you know when it's cool, it's 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 not a lot of people around, mm-hmm. pretty quiet. And then once the weather turns, definitely Saturday and Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, very busy. And then even during the week, it gets busy, especially probably. During when school is out, July, August. Correct. Uh, yes, even now, like yesterday was. Enough people just roll, you know, people just getting out and enjoying. And my dog, I don't have a yard, so I have to walk my dog. She does not, when she sees people, she goes the other way. Mm. Which gets very difficult this time of year because there are people everywhere. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. So she tends to go around the block one time and then runs back home. Mm -hmm. I also believe that she is not eating throughout the day, piecing together that eating equals pooping. Ah. I think she has pieced this together. And that she will only eat when she knows it's safe to poop, which is 2.30 in the morning when I walk her. Right, because there's no one around. She loves it. I tell you, Eddie, when it is 2.30 in the morning... She doesn't want to want to come in. Like I'm like I got to go to work. <laughs> also, like in the winter, she she was out, wouldn't come in, walk and walk and walk in, and then I remember this happened last summer because last summer I had only had her w- one year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this dog used to walk so much. I was walking five miles a day. Yeah, and now she won't walk. No. I so I thought she just got lazy. Then when the winter months hit again, back to Walking a lot. And the first summer you had her was the first summer of the pandemic. So it's probably less people even in the summer. Yes. And she was brand new to just getting off the track and, mm-hmm. and all this sort of thing. So I don't know. So, yeah. So she's not, she's, she, she sometimes she'll, her food will sit there. And when we're going to go out, she'll eat real fast and then go out. Cause then she knows she can, I really think she has this idea of knowing that eating equals pooping yeah i i I wouldn't uh, doubt it at all i know that my dogs when we leave the house for an extended period of time they don't drink uh, from the water bowls and they wait until we come home and then they'll have a nice long drink because then they know they can go out yes 
It's amazing. Yeah. Like that they know that consuming mm-hmm. that will make them pee or poop. Right. And they're conscientious enough that they don't want to do it in the house. Yeah. And so why make themselves uncomfortable? Right. And yeah, they, they uh, will not drink. Yeah. Now, of course, if there was food out, my dogs being labs, they, they will would, eat it. They would they would go for it. <laughs> Even if they knew, hmm, I'm probably going to have to poop, but yeah. it's worth the risk. Yeah, because like if we mistakenly left some food out yeah and they was within reach for them they will eat it oh yeah yeah but that's the lab yeah this dog i can't sometimes get her to eat at all like and my dogs are the opposite in terms of people like the more people the better they yeah love you know greeting people saying hi getting pet the whole thing my dog if if she sees other dogs she's interested in going up to the people mm-hmm. but if the people do not have dogs she is not interested. Which is most people. And she'll even hear like, uh, like we'll turn a corner and there'll be no people and she'll hear a kid playing. She's like, mm, let's head the other way. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what to do at this point other than to force her to walk into the trouble, what she sees as trouble. Right. You know, I don't know. Does that work? Like exposure, uh, almost like exposure therapy? Yeah. It's got to be done carefully though. You'd have to, you know. As crazy as this sounds, you may want to take her to a doggy psychiatrist. A dog psychiatrist. Yeah, or a therapist or something. Yeah. Sort of have her overcome that fear of people, of strangers. Yeah. But my guess is at some point you have to walk her into the strangers. Oh, for sure. 100%. And listen, most people don't want to bother with her. Yeah. Like they're not looking to pet a dog. Right. I always was when I was walking around. If I saw a dog, I'd be like, may I pet your dog? Yeah, I, I do the same thing. Yeah, but the overwhelming majority of people are just going to walk past us. Mm-hmm. And they might go, oh, cute dog. or right. But that's it. They're not stopping to pet her. Yeah, but a certain percentage will want to. Then I also don't know if she doesn't want to go in that direction because sometimes people will stop me to talk. Yes. And she wants to keep going. Yeah. Like, yeah that, why are we stopping? Right. That's another factor. Yeah, so I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's something that you just have to work on. I mean, we just try to every day, you know, just to, if, and if she won't walk, if there's like people coming towards you, maybe just stop yeah. and let them approach and go past. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, instead of just like, obviously that, that Ocean Avenue is packed. Packed. So, you know, you won't have to wait long for a bunch of people to walk back and forth. And that might be a way to sort of, you're not forcing her into it, but you're just not letting her flee that might be a way of doing it and yeah just see how she reacts if she's if it's a total freak out then you might need professional help yeah i have been i have read about greyhounds and maybe other other breeds do it as well where they just freeze mm-hmm. and then they like this happens to greyhound people i see on the on the facebook groups where the dog will just be walking and then freeze mm-hmm. and that's it right. it is not going anywhere it's not moving i haven't had that uh on a walk I've had it when she couldn't figure out how to go up or down the stairs when she when I first got her she would freeze mm-hmm. and look she would look so ashamed like that she didn't know what to do with the stairs and then you were carrying her if you then did. I was carrying her but and I carried her though well even then I didn't know can I pick this dog up I don't you know she doesn't know me well enough yet mm-hmm but I would slowly walk down the stairs with her and walk in front of her and kind of pull her slowly down by the back of her front paws, like up by her armpits. Yeah, and she might have never really had experience with stairs at right. all in her upbringing. I wish we, like, I feel like we should know more dog psychology than we do. Like, we should be have been studying this. Well, I mean, there are those who are very good with it. I'm decent with it. With dog um, psychology, knowing... Yeah. Uh-huh. Just reading their body language and just knowing kind of what their triggers are, what they're afraid of. And yeah, I I have a, a decent grasp. I'm not an expert, but I have a decent grasp on it. But we still don't know what dogs, how dogs perceive time. There's mm-hmm. always that debate, right? Correct. People think like... Does your dog, like when I leave in the morning and I come home nine hours later, does the dog know it's been nine hours? Or if I go to the supermarket 
for 30 minutes and then come home does she is it the same thing to her yeah i think it is my experience is that it's it's kind of the same if it's 20 minutes or two hours or nine hours it's sort of the same but what are we basing like how do we just by their reactions you know if i leave the house for say five minutes for a very quick errand you know if i'm gonna go get gas or whatever milk at the bodega um and then i come home it's it's a similar reaction as if i've been out of the house two hours right now if i go out to take the garbage out and they kind of see and hear me and i come back in that's not that same reaction it's like oh okay you know he just was outside not a big deal but maybe your dog is elated when you're gone to go get gas because your dog thought you were going to go out for nine hours and you didn't. Right. So we, maybe we the really, dog's happy. We don't know, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of my feeling about it. But yeah, at the end of the day, as the saying goes, they're animals. We really don't know what the right. hell's going on. But humans and dogs, we know a lot about each other. It's been you know maybe 30,000 years of living together. So there's a lot of history and there's people who do know an awful lot about it and you for instance you're relatively new yeah you know you had a a, a dog when you were a kid but it's different i didn't pay attention right like, i didn't exactly you know my parents worried i had to worry about yes. when the dog was going out when how long we were gone for yeah and all that stuff mm-hmm. yeah but there are there you know there's tricks to it and and things you can pick up you know and you're still relatively new to the process yeah so yeah it, but it can be done there's a there's you know a lot of dog psychology books out there or articles what have you that you could read up on. It's just weird how how we take things and we'll, we'll put you know treat the dog like is is human in some mm-hmm. ways yes. and then other times we say oh it's a dog right and but, it's finding that balance of mm-hmm. when am I acting like this is a dog and when am I acting right. like this is a has the the thought capability of a higher being mm-hmm. right we anthropomorphize a lot oh i like that what does that mean meaning you you attribute human uh feelings and emotions and uh to a to something that does not have them yeah and usually it's to animals right but uh, there's many emotions that they're you know or human thoughts that they're incapable of but we project upon them that like oh they know this they think that and in reality it's like no no they don't right yeah I often wonder like I wonder does does she even know she was a racing dog um how many years has it been now two I would say there's still some memory of that that she that like yeah. if she went to a dog track she would know yeah there would be there would be some trigger there yeah yeah I would say. But usually it's a usually about a four year maximum, but that's, you know, that's uh, not a hard number because you see these people are separated soldiers coming back yes. from overseas. Yeah, I love and those maybe videos. It's been, maybe it's been more than four years, and they get and the dog remembers them. But that could also be a family scent thing, also right. that helps. And nowadays with you know Zoom and all that, the dog can hear and see and you know but they do remember things like my my dogs know the names of their dog cousins my sister's dog my sister-in-law's dog and they know the names of my my sister-in-law my and my sister like if you say you're gonna go there they know yeah you say the names of the people or the dogs they they understand and they remember but it's usually not longer than a few weeks that they, or well, months that they've seen them. Where you do the hype up, you're like, we're going to go to boo Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get all geeked up. Yeah. Especially Raymond. Yeah. The He's he's got more, he's much more expressive uh, than the labs. You know, they're more interested in the basics, you know. When am I going to go out? What am I going <laughs> to eat? Where's my water? Yeah. When can I lay down? But Raymond seems more just his breed. He's just more 
alert and aware of more things, I would say. And he's a mix of things. Yes, he's mainly a pit bull, but he's got lab in him. He's got chow in him. He's, got, he's mainly pit bull? Yes, he's 60-some percent pit bull. But he's got, you know, 12% lab. He's got 12% chow. He's got some chihuahua in him, some hound. He's good, you know, Heinz 57. Yeah. He's but all he is, over the place. But he is mainly a, a terrier. Yeah. And they're more sort of hyper dogs. Yeah. They're hyper focused. Uh, that, yes, that can be true <laughs> also. I love a Doberman always looks on edge. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I feel like a Doberman and a German Shepherd, they're like looking, not looking for trouble, looking to make sure no trouble's coming. They're ready for it. They're ready for it. They ain't looking to start trouble themselves. But if you've ever seen a Doberman that hasn't had its ears and tail cropped, yeah. totally different vibe. Yes. You know, with the floppy ears and the long tail. Right. You know. Right, not so uh, dangerous looking. No, not at all. But it's the same dog. Yeah. But I, I like the, the, the look of the unaltered uh, Dobermans. Why do we alter the Dobermans? I, it's like a breed standard. It's like, you know, it's like aesthetics. There may be some... For the Dobermans, if because of what they are or traditionally had been primarily used for, for guarding, that, you know, the ears being long, it's just something else to get caught and hurt. And somehow, you know, so it's uh, maybe to sort of help them in their attack mode, if you will. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's necessary anymore. But and they get those stubby tails. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I saw a uh, Doberman puppy on the boardwalk, and it had its ears and tail bandaged, so yep. it was like uh-huh. going yeah, through I, that process. I, I, I hate that. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Leave the dog as they are. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all for cutting the dog's balls off and fixing the dog. Yes, you know, well, but that's there's a there's a very there's a you know reason that sort of the 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 good outweighs the bad. Yeah, you know, you're you're taking away the possibility of you know more puppies that don't have homes. Yeah, I don't like seeing a dog with testicles. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a uns- disconcerting. It is disconcerting, especially like an aggressive dog, or pit a, bull. Or a big dog. A bi- right, right. A big dog, a pit bull. A big package. Yeah, large, big. Some of the dogs, like there's a, we have a, a dog in the neighborhood. He used to be our neighbor. They moved just mm-hmm. down the block. It's like a, a bulldog, not a bulldog. What's the kind of dogs like that could be? Uh, this dog looks like an old man sitting at a bar. It's all white and with like a little bit uh, that the, the eyes look like they're bloodshot. Hmm. I guess it large breed. Yeah, large breed. Hmm. He's got a stubby tail, but not a bulldog because it's a bigger dog than that. Yeah, it's a bigger dog. Yeah, no, I forget not. what kind of dog it is. Damn it. Boxer. It's like a Maybe. boxer. Could yeah. Be. Boxer. And this dog has his balls. And it's an older dog. You know, it's an older dog, but just never got fixed. Mm-hmm. It's got these big pink balls floating around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. No. Big no pink see that. balls. Then my dog doesn't want to see balls because she's a girl dog. And she's all fixed up. Right. What do they do when they fix a girl dog? They just take her ovaries out? Yeah. Or? Yeah. It's, it's more of a... Surgery. Yeah. I mean, the other, they're both surgeries, but one is more, you know, you're cutting open their lower abdomen there. Yeah. Yeah. My dog had like a whole shaved yep. uh-huh. when I got her. Yes. She looked like a yeah. farmland in, in Indiana. With the males, it's a little easier. They just clip? Yeah. Do they take the ball sack off too, or just uh, uh, they just take I, the know, ball they out? They do either one. Yeah. Yeah. And then the sack will sort of shrivel up, <laughs> non use. As we know, as older men. <laughs> sure. Our sacks shrivel up as well, Eddie. That does happen with us. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to have to get a dog psychiatrist or we'll I'm going to do that. I'm going to take your steps. tip. Yeah. Don't let her run the other way. Mm-hmm. We'll wait. The people will come by and pass. Right. And then we'll go. Yeah. Keep going on our way. Right. Now, the good thing is that during the summer, she doesn't want to walk. So I feel like I catch a break. But that's the time of year I, I'm more interested in walking. Beautiful day. Yes. 
get you out of the house. I can go walk my dog. She just goes around the block and wants to go in. Right, because even on the most, even when it's hot down by you, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. For for like an hour outside, it's fine. Unless it's brutally, brutally hot and no breeze. Yeah. But that's rare. It is rare. But boy, does she love uh, the the mid the middle of the night walk. Oh, I'm sure. Loves it. And the she, middle of the winter. She, or the middle of the winter walk. Loves it. Or in the summer, pouring rain. Mm-hmm. Oh, not a lot of people running around. Let's go for a walk. See, my dogs don't like to walk in the rain. Yeah. They don't even want to go out to go pee in the rain. Yeah. They have to sometimes. And why do these dogs pee sometimes a little all over the place, marking their territory? For what purpose? The, well, the marking? Well, yeah. that's just because, they. hey, I'm here. This is my territory. Or, hey, another dog peed here. I'm going to show them that this is, you know, I'm better. This is my area. I'll pee on your pee. Yeah, yeah, that happens all the time. My dog will pee sometimes on goose poop. Uh, that I don't know why. Like, she smells the goose poop. Then she scoots up to where... Her dog vagina is above it and mm-hmm. pees right on the. And maybe, maybe it's like they're maybe want to be dominant over other animals too. I don't she know. wants to dominate the geese. You have geese down by Oh, a ton. It's mm. ridiculous. It's terrible. There's so much goose poop mm. all over the place. I didn't know they were like shorebirds. Yeah. They're, you know why? There's lakes. There's Not two too lakes. Far. Yeah. Right. And they. Oh, uh, that, what is that? Fisher or something? Uh, Fletcher. Fletcher. Fletcher Lake. And uh, I forget what the other one's called. But. Yeah, they're everywhere. And she doesn't seem to care. Uh, the one day the uh, the goose was probably guarding an egg or something. Yes, they can be aggressive. It was very aggressive towards us. And they hiss at you. Oh, yeah. We got the we got the tongue out. She got the, the, yeah, the yeah, goose yeah. took the tongue out. I've had I thought she was coming that. right for us. And then the uh, and you got the uh, mockingbirds dive bombing you. The mockingbird is dive bombing on my dog. And seagulls dropping chicken bones. On your head. And poop bombs on your head. Yeah, it's very dangerous down mm-hmm. there. Got a f- couple foxes running around. Mm-hmm. But they are harmless, they tell me. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, unless they're rabbit, of course. Yeah. But, um, and usually they're nighttime. <laughs> right. Well, we're all when I'm doing my 2.30 a.m. walk. Yeah, but they're not going to bother you. No, no, no. They are uh, somewhat playful, the foxes. Yeah. Like they will look at you while you're coming towards them. And they'll wait till the last second and like do yeah. like a, a play play thing where they take off yeah. and then turn around and look at you again. Yeah, maybe they want to play with whimsy though. Maybe. And she'd be interested. Uh, sure, that's sure. And people here's a this a random pet thing. People think birds are intelligent, the ones that talk, but they're just mimicking. Yes. Right? They it, don't know what the they don't know what they're saying. They're just making sounds. Yeah, I, I and whether or not they can pick up on like a person's happiness and delight if yeah. they do it success, successfully, that I don't know. I don't know enough about birds, but I know there is some, you know, a connection and affection that people have. One of our uh, sales gals, Vicky, she has a, a talking bird. Yeah, she has, it's like you a know. large macaw yeah. or something. And then, you know, so. But like, does it know what it's saying or it's just repeating things that she says to it? You know, I don't know how, how like if they, We'll know if they say a, like the food on a cracker yeah. or this or that. I, I, I'm not really sure. Never having been a bird owner. Yeah. I do at some point want to own an African gray parrot. But it will outlive you. It will outlive me. So it'll have to be something you set up in your will. Yeah. Like, because they, they can live 80 years. Yeah. Maybe I get like a 70 year old bird. All right. You, right. Like, I get from someone who passes. There you go. They don't know what they didn't will the bird. The family doesn't want it. There you go. I take an old bird. There's got to be some sort of a list of of those things. But birds are tricky, too. You leave them alone in the house too long, you know, when you're at work, and they get pissed. And then they just rip their feathers out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, bird, you know, forget about the dog psychology. Yeah. Bird psychology. Bird psychology. And you're dealing with crazy bird people. (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy bird people. All right, Eddie, let's do the warm-up program. I think uh, that's a good idea. That I did with CeeLo. Yes, and you guys got into some sort of social issues. We did the- some LGBTQIA plus discussion. And then there was one other thing, maybe, or not. Was that the only social issue? I thought there there were two this- of them. There was uh, a cheerleader. Oh, oh, two of that. Right. Two in, okay. in that same category. And that was in the last segment yes. of... 
the warm-up. Yes, the uh, like the 540 segment. So you're going to have to listen to everything. Everything else before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry will be back tomorrow. That's right. And uh, until then, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The fan is on your smart speaker to listen to the home of... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. New York sports, just say, hey Siri, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All shows should be one hour long, maybe two. I'd give some of the other shows two hours. Boomer and Geo could do two, Tiki and Tyranny two, Carter Roberts two, I'll give Sal two, I'll give Keith two. This is one hour, that's plenty. If you, you, It's like these movies that go on and on and on. That's what like a four-hour show feels like to me. They, I was going to say, says the guy who caps like, his on. movie watching in 90 minutes. Yeah, Why 90 would you minutes. allow two hours then on the radio? Well, because it's different. You got commercials. commercials yeah. yeah, you know, you expand your thoughts and that sort of thing. Uh, CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. Oh, good morning, Al. Uh, Jerry's out today. Yes. Um, I think he had a funeral to go That's to. That's correct. Unfortunately, yes. Yes. Uh, very sad. Yes. Uh, sad when a life ends. Uh, Eddie is on the other side of the glass here. Boomer and G will be up at uh, 6 o'clock. Uh, other That's than when they Jerry. begin. Uh, they begin. And they do four, a four-hour They program. do four hours, yes. which is a little much for me. <laughs> we could cut that down to two. That'd be great. That'd be great. Why for not? Ta- why not do it here? But what if, what, what if shows did this? They did like a super high-quality two hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, really lock in. What are we doing this segment? And then just rerun it. Uh, well, I think sometimes that that occurs. Maybe not in Morning Drive, but rerunning shows. Uh, maybe not full shows. Interviews rerun sometimes. Oh, they, yeah, segments. Scam. Does their pay get cut in half? Right. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Exactly. yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say no unless we have to hire. If we just do two hour shows, well, then yeah, we need more salaries to to pay. Oh, yeah, uh, and you need more talent. We need more talent. Which That's the can other be thing. can be difficult. Can as, be difficult as we've learned. Right. So maybe uh, we just uh, take a. Uh, what if we did this? Three hour shows, two hours live. Oh the last hour is best of, the, best of the first two hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, CeeLo? You might have something there, yeah. Al. Because nothing really changes, especially in the no. morning. Maybe in the afternoon, like Cartner Roberts, they have like breaking news sometimes. Mm-hmm. When Although, things are actually, people are up and things are actually happening. Yeah. 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 Although 1010 wins, by the way, they use breaking news on Twitter, like breaking news, Pete. 
Zubunajed has uh, tested positive for COVID. Who's that? Keep, keep, Who's Pete Zubunajed? Did you just combine Mika Zabanajad and someone I'm not Pete familiar Budabed, with? Sure. Who is that? that? He's Who like is that? that transportation guy. Okay, great. Pete yeah, you definitely you made it Zabana, You combined Zabanajad with whatever this fellow's Pete actual last name Budajed. is. <laughs> He's the uh, Secretary of Transportation. Okay, like breaking the news. Pete Budajed. Yeah. Has COVID no symptoms? And That's not breaking any news. Any public figure. You, now Don't you care. said Twitter breaking yeah. news. Do you get the Odyssey note the uh, notifications no. through the Odyssey app? I get See, no I get notifications. All my, I get all my ten ten wins. No. Breaking news notifications through the Odyssey app. Right, right. This is what I don't need. My phone going off to tell me that Pete Buttigieg <laughs> is positive for COVID with no symptoms. Yeah, that's not breaking news. You don't want any COVID news, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, but. That's not break. Breaking news is like yeah, I know. Uh, President Kennedy was shot. That's breaking news. Uh, uh, yeah, albeit in nineteen sixty four. A little dated, but sure. A little dated, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this. I'd like, say there's a lot of things that have happened recently in the area, maybe more yeah, notable, right, I than the Kennedy assassination. But I, I get your point. Yeah, I'm just. That's saying probably like at the very top of the list. Right. Yeah. That'd be something you'd break into programming for. Yes. Pete Buttigieg getting COVID is not one I of those didn't even, things. honestly, I got the same notification, not through Twitter, but through the Odyssey app, and I, I did not know who that was. But you did get it. I did. Like, they felt I like. I told you, I get all the 10, 10, like, <laughs> I, and they build up because I don't clear them out. So right now, I've probably got, actually, no, I recently cleared. I only had, here it is. <laughs> Yesterday, 11.53. 10, 10 wins. Pete Breaking news. Buttigieg. Jeg Pete Buttigieg test positive for COVID nineteen, experiencing yeah. mild symptoms. Mild symptoms. Right underneath, I've got couple killed and apparent murder right. suicide inside Mount Vernon home. Right. That to me probably a little bit more notable. But that's not even breaking news because that's a couple murder suicide. Like you know what's breaking news? If there's a murderer running around killing randoms. Correct. Yes. That's breaking. And then we news. also had it's back. Macy's Fourth of July fireworks set to light up the NYC yeah, sky. Stupid. Here's what to know. Yeah. No right. breaking news. We just saw in the news. I think it was actually on Sports Center. Uh, a cow got loose in Oklahoma, and a cow, a guy, a cowboy on a horse, lassoed him on a highway. Legit cowboy. Right, so you don't want to run yeah. over a, a cow on no. the highway. No, that's breaking news. Yeah, it was all over the place yesterday. Viral video. Do, 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 do. By we the way, just saw it. They just showed it on Sports Center. Yeah, for God that's knows what I'm what saying. This is awesome. The Mets beat the Padres last night while most people were probably sleeping. Eleven mm-hmm. five. Things are different this year. The Mets aren't going on the West Coast and losing every game. <laughs> right. Managers aren't getting fired Man- in the middle of the night out right. West. Yeah, like this is and it started off poorly. Dodgers taking those first two games. I was yeah. like, here we go. Every year when things are rolling for the Mets, they head to the West Coast and trouble ensues. Then they beat the Dodgers two games. Now we've already uh beat the Padres. Yes. So they were Blake three and Snow. two at the halfway point of this trip. Awesome. Yeah. They go five hundred. No one's fired. No one gets a serious injury. And even last night as the pods rallied, cut it to one. Yeah. And the Mets, you know, Came right put together back. a couple rallies themselves late in the game. Yeah. They got the Blake Snell pretty early first inning, I believe. Wow. By the way, I was watching the uh, highlights on uh, MLB, uh, the MLB's app, which I love the MLB yeah, app. Yeah, you're big on that. Love the app. Yeah. But I guess on MLB Network last night, they did some sort of Manning cast type thing during Mets Padres. Okay. It was C.C. Sabathia and three dudes. I didn't know who they were. But it was it really throwing me off. Like, they had them in the highlight packages. Like, I couldn't, I didn't know what to concentrate on. Watching what's on my screen or hearing these guys talk about the game yeah. was too much. Threw you right out of your routine. You were yeah. looking for the combo of Met and Padre announcers. Kind Correct. Of- kind of, you know, cut in there. Yeah. And sometimes they'll like, mix in radio and TV yes. in the same highlight. They yes. like to do that it as well. It is far. It is long. It is out of here. Right. Like I've seen that when I watch the Yankee highlights. They'll get the one play. You'll get Michael K and John Sterling. Yes. Yeah, I don't it's, mind that. That's like, I mean, I appreciate the effort, but it seems like, is that really editing. necessary? Well, they just I mean, try if to you balance. want to mix up. Hey, one highlights can be radio ones too, but to mix yeah. them on the same play seems seems excessive. Yeah, maybe but it's I appreciate a, the effort. I do. Some young um, man or woman at uh, right. MLB Network trying to uh, make their mark, up and comer, up and comer, getting they're after like, it, trying to show up. a little initiative, work right. ethic. And then they send it to the boss. They're like, "Did you notice I mixed in John That's Sterling right. and yeah. Michael Cato? This, how about that? Spreading the wealth, spreading the wealth. Carlos Carrasco had himself a nice uh, game on had the mound. Himself a nice season." 
10 Ks. And then this is awesome. Eduardo Escobar hit for the cycle. Yeah. That is cool. Yes. And first he, met in, I mean, it's not 10 years exactly, but since 2012. Who was the last met to do Scott it? Scott Hairston. All right. I heard, I've heard of him. Do you know his brother? Jerry Hairston. Yes, Jr. Was Jerry Hairston, I feel like, was a, play, a, a player in the 80s. Maybe uh, his dad. His fought, fought, I would imagine oh, probably was. Cool. Right up your alley. I feel like I feel like the dad played for the Texas Rangers at one point. Let's I see. recall having a top baseball card. Well, of him. his son was an Oriole. He was briefly a Yankee, and I believe he does now Dodgers TV pre and post. All right, out in LA. Take your word for it. Let's see. Oh, you wanted father? Yes. Yeah, the father. <laughs> but by the way, Escobar. How about this? The grandson of former major leaguer Sam Hairston. No, I don't know him. And the son of former major leaguer Jerry Hairston Senior. Who? Who did you say? I said Rangers. No. What? Twins. Pretty much. No. Damn it. <laughs> keep it's going. almost like I didn't follow baseball. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give you one more. Yeah. White Sox. Yes. Mostly we had one season or part of one season with the Pirates, but other than that, it was all White Sox. Okay. I do so there you go. And his last year, he started in 73 and went all the way through 89. Oh, that's right, right in my right wheelhouse. Your wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, Escobar singles in his first at-bat and then has to do the triple last. Yes. Which, when he hit that ball opposite field, right field corner, he didn't immediately bolt out of that uh, batter's box, which was weird to me. I would think you're going triple the whole time. trying to go hard. But he hit it in the perfect spot for a triple. Yes, and then after the joke afterwards was Buck was saying he was surprised that uh, Cord, the third base coach, didn't send him all the way around. Right. And then that would have, he goes, well, if he, if he got thrown out, it still would have counted as a cycle. Yeah, because triple. He, his triple was standing up, yeah. not even a throw. Right. And then at some point in that med game, Pete Alonzo, in a play, uh, he was tagging up, running from third to home, and the, the throw was cut off, as they always are. And he did a very awkward... A little, little face plant, like belly flop situation. <laughs> very awkward head first slide Must have been home. that beautiful chunky ass that everyone was talking about the other day. Evan was saying about that. Did you not listen to yesterday's show? Oh, yeah. Were you well, here? No, you know what happened was the donut pub came. I had to go oh, downstairs. Oh, you missed that. I did. Did you really? I did. Oh, that, was, I, although, that was all the rage on social media yesterday. Oh, is that right? You. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Evan's got a... Well, that whole interaction between the fellas, Jerry playing the Evan sound... Eddie had a good drop from uh, Carton and Roberts. Boomer had a few things to say. Yeah. Some laughs ensued, and then you walked in with the donuts, and they all got distracted. Yes, I walked right. The donuts will do that to you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so Evan's got a new Mets podcast. Yeah, Rico Bronya, which called. is a dumb name. Yes, uh, you were. Yeah, see, you chimed in on that. I did, um, and then it, I guess the donuts came, yeah, and you, the donuts you missed the actual. But it's just that, yeah. like, you're you're only people who are going to listen to that are people who know this radio station, because uh, no one's going to search for Rico Bronya podcast. I suppose I don't. You think... might search for a Mets podcast. <laughs> Here's are my you guess, find it? and this kind of goes against the digital strategy digital. around here. I don't think Evan. I think he knows he's appealing to a select group of people. Same with the Nets podcast, right? You're probably not looking for Evan Roberts' Nets podcast unless you know who Evan Roberts is and you follow him on Twitter. You listen to him on the radio. The difference is... He does it for his own personal pleasure, not to maximize his listeners or subscribers. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I understand the Nets podcast, the radio station, for whatever reason we've decided the Nets are not a meaningful team. I don't know why we've decided that. But, so I understand we don't talk a lot of Nets. Maybe Craig doesn't. But, but we talk a lot of Mets. Not enough for Evan. <laughs> that you would think, like, you do a four-hour show, five-hour show, whatever they're on, four and a half hours every uh, yeah. day. Yeah. Well, they talk about we a variety a, of topics, as you know. Do we need a Mets podcast? You're talking so about a guy podcast. who has scorebooks that go back to his childhood, handwritten, where he assigns a star of the game. The other weird you've thing. Kn- you've known Craig how long? Uh, since, uh, wow, 2001. Okay, so a long time, right? And you know years. his nature, his idiosyncrasies, all, yes. all that. And you've known Evan long enough to know what he's about, correct? Sports. Right. So you can see Sports where they, they coexist and they're doing well, obviously. Yeah. But as far as Evan's sports fandom and his baseball geekiness goes, there's a limit to how much Craig will put yeah. up with on the air, right? So yes. there has to be a spillover somewhere for Evan. And it can't just be his Saturday show. Because he has to talk about a right. variety of topics and take phone calls and do commercial breaks. 
So this is his opportunity to let it all out. Think about Especially this. late at night when the Mets are out of the West Coast and he's a little loopy and slap happy, and all of a sudden he's talking about Pete Alonso's beautiful, chunky ass. And then that leads to content for your program. See? Okay. It's like one hand washing the other out. Right. So Evan not only does a four-and-a-half-hour show every yeah. day, he does a Saturday show. Yes. Loves to talk. He's a professional talker. And then does a Nets podcast and a Mets podcast. Yeah, well, there's not – I don't know how many Net podcasts he's doing right now, you know, all the – Right. Off season hasn't kicked. The NBA finals are going on. No free agency. No notable trades. You're waiting on the Kyrie situation. You have the draft down the road. So that's all to come in the summer. Maybe I'll do a competing Mets podcast called uh, Hubie Brooks. Go for it. The Mets, the Al Dukes Mets podcast. Al Dukes versus Evan Roberts. It's also weird that fan on fan crime. Yes. The other weird thing about podcasts and us promoting podcasts. There's radio stations on twenty four seven, three sixty five. That's right. Sports does not sleep. So we're competing against ourselves. So saying go listen to the Evan podcast means, oh, do you listen to uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Alan Seeler right now? No, you'd rather what, listen to the Evan Rico Bronius podcast. I've got, I've got the retort to that. Okay. Odyssey Rewind. There you go. Eh, I don't know. It's weird. We're eating If you're ourselves. missing us right now because you're listening to Evan, you could always go back within a 24-hour span and rewind it. We are eating ourselves. Or if you're not a Yankee fan... When we've got the Yankee games on, right. go get yourself some Rico Bronia. All right, that makes sense. See? That I get. Because we're in a unique city in that we have two baseball teams, two football teams, three hockey teams, two basketball Borderline teams. Borderline three hockey teams. Right. Who are you keeping? Who are you counting That's my out? little shot at the Devils. Because they're far enough removed now from their, from their cup-winning success okay. that I can take little jabs. Fair That'll enough. come back to bite me at some point. At some Perhaps point. it might come to ba- back to bite me in just a few days, as it turns <laughs> out. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're in a unique position where that's why it's we're, we're, like sports radio here is weird. Like if you decide you're going to spend four hours on the Rangers, you may be turning a lot of people off. Yeah, or four hours on the Mets, you turn it off the Yankees. But it's base. So I would say it's a balancing act. Well, I mean the Ranger example is rare that there's four hours spent. You might lead a show, do a segment, maybe an hour. Or in my case... Have you heard the morning show since the Rangers hit the playoffs? It's not four hours. We stop. literally could be on NHL radio. No, it's not four hours. Right, you're right. The Jerry segment is, yeah. covers some other things. There's a, there's a variety of topics covered, I would say. Boomer might work in a comment in each segment, uh-huh. but not full extent. Gio would have just left the building, I think, by now. If he had to do four hours of four, four full hours of Ranger talk. Mm-hmm. You just... Al disagrees. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I, in fairness, I will yeah. admit I I did the overnight after they after Game Seven against Carolina. That was pretty much four hours of Rangers. There yeah. were a few baseball calls make, but you kind of expect that overnight right off of the game, Game All Seven, right. advancing to the conference final. Little different, but as far as you, what you guys do here, I would say might be a little bit of an exaggeration on your part. You say you're doing four hours of Rangers. Well, you're here today. I'm here. Okay. Yeah. There's and no there wasn't even a Ranger game last night. Uh-huh. Okay. So, what's your point? This could be a lot of Ranger talk today. Well, there'll be previews, some Ranger talk. Ranger yes, some, but not. It's not like we're going to ignore everything else. Yes, there All will right. be. I will have some well, Gerard Galan sound. Boomer, the, I'm sure, will have some thoughts on tonight's game. The Yankees didn't play last night. So okay. All right. Yeah. We got a big Met win. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny you bring up the Rangers. But we'll also have to do some Western Conference hockey. No. There was a doozy of a game no last night in Edmonton. what teams are in. No, they do. You know why? Because the Ranger fans are now starting to pay attention to what might be next should they get past Tampa oh, okay. Bay. Meant, oh, we're looking ahead. Should, look I said, ahead spot. I said, should they? Not should when they. they. I said, okay. should they? Listen, the I am watching hockey these days. I know I, you I, are. I'm interested. I've heard in you it. talk it about it. It is good. Yeah. If they only eliminated the regular season, I'd be interested. <laughs> For all sports. Oh, <laughs> It'd be like these soccer leagues that I don't understand. There's always a championship going on in Europe. You know, right. Champions League or UEFA. Or it's like, I don't understand. There's all these different finals and championships and tournaments. And I, I can't, I can't, I can't it's keep up. Very confusing. But it's always high stakes. There's right. not, is there a regular season? I right. don't know. I guess not. I don't know. They are high stakes. The other problem is like, yeah, when you, you people really get behind their teams in soccer. Oh yeah. And they riot if they win and they riot if they lose. Always got to get the police in riot gear. All right, see, well, let's take a, a break here. I thought you said ride, like ride with them. No, rioting. Riot. 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 Okay. 
Let me scroll down my list here. See what I got oh, yeah. here. I've yeah. got some. Uh, I've got some big media. Alties. I've got some uh, John Sterling news. We'll discuss. John was on the afternoon program yesterday oh, to discuss that. Oh, I've got some. I got some Tom Brady underpants to discuss. That was a very awkward video. By I've the way, got, I've got a couple social issues in sports. Oh, great! LGBTQIA plus. Can't and wait to hear your thoughts on that. I've got a couple Johnny Depp situation type things. Plus, we've got uh, Rangers talk and Yankees talk and Mets talk oh, and NFL talk. We our Rangers talk. I have one other piece okay. that I got for you. And then Boomer Gio will be here at the top of the hour. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. Nice to meet you. I am with CeeLo today as Jerry is out. What up, Al? Jerry will be back tomorrow. Eduardo Escobar hit for the cycle last night. Yeah, he sure did. By the way, more impressive than a no-hitter, I think. Not a perfect game. A perfect game is more impressive. I'd agree with that. But a no-hitter, the hitting for the cycle is more impressive. I would agree. Seems more difficult. Because just the no-hitter, you could walk dudes. You could have guys reach on error. But... Jack, you could lose. You could lose, right. <laughs> but I'm going to go perfect game, number one, hitting for the cycle, number two, four home runs, number three. Okay. With, I mean, I haven't looked at which has occurred less mm-hmm. frequently over the years, but I, I don't disagree with any of that. Put that in your Rico Bronia podcast and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Andrew Marchand of the New York Post, and I guess this was confirmed on Carton and Roberts yesterday. Uh, says John Sterling is going to miss 25 to 30 road games during the second half of the season. Yes. He's going to call home games and will travel to Fenway, Camden Yards, and City Field. So local. Local. East Coast. You the know, local skipping a jump. What do you say on Carton Roberts yesterday? Well, I saw the one clip on Twitter where they yeah. Craig teed him up for the whole thing. And, you know, what's the deal? And, John, I'm tired, which is a good yeah. answer, I thought. I'm exhausted. Yes. From and he this. referenced how he has chatted with a lot of his broadcast friends that are in the business that do the same kind of jobs. You know, Howie Rose was mentioned right off the top. And just as guys get older, just the grind now of, you know, the the road. I'm sure the travel is a little bit more difficult maybe than it once was. Um, and he's just looking to cut back a little bit. It's, like so, he, it's not like other guys aren't doing this, but oh, yeah. because John was, you know, he had the Lou Gehrig, Cal Ripken streak of however many games in a row it was. I don't even know. There's something some ridiculous number. Once that was broken, whatever it was, a couple of years ago now, with some of the health issues and things that popped up, it's sort of like, okay, you know, with that out of the way and behind me, maybe it makes sense to kind of break it up a little bit. Now. Did they name a uh, replacement for John? They haven't. Uh, the Marshan story referenced some possible candidates. Oh, who we got? Ricky Ricardo was right. on the list. We just heard from him with the Super Jeweler spot there. Of course, does the Spanish broadcast games. So, so if he did the... Games with yeah, Susan, who would, who do, would do the Spanish? That I don't know. I'm sure they have a fill-in for All him. All right. You know? Um, Ryan Rucco was mentioned as a possibility, but he does a lot of TV work uh, with ESPN, specifically the WNBA. So don't know what his event. You see him fill oh, in on Yes from time okay. to time, either for Michael Kay or sometimes for Meredith as well. So he's certainly well acclimated within the Yankee family. He's got the podcast with CC, another podcast. So he knows that's a good one. That actually, that's a popular yeah. one. And then Justin Shackle, who's that? My buddy, who's worked in the building here, has done some update shifts. Works at Sirius XM as well. He's an in-house guy at Yankee Stadium. He does some of their on-field reporting that they do put up on the scoreboard. Oh, really? And he's filled. I think he's filled in maybe a few times on yes. So he's he's within sort of that Yankee umbrella. From a media standpoint, and he's um, he actually does a lot of boxing play-by-play now. Uh, he's been making the rounds. I think he's been to a couple countries this year and out to Vegas. So he's he's a busy dude, an up-and-comer. All right. So yeah, he's younger. Been... I think he, I believe he's younger than myself. I'm 36. I want to say he's is that right? Early 30s. I don't know exactly, but oh, yeah. a young a, pr- a, prof- a professional. And they will work with Susan, right? 
I would imagine so. Now, someone also, I maybe in that same article that Andrew Marshan wrote, said Susan Waldman maybe would do the play-by-play. Yes, that was mentioned as a possibility. Is what I think Marshan said of the options that was the the least likely outcome. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Your boy Olive was mentioned in uh, the story to become the new John Sterling. No, no, oh. as being you know in on the conversations. Oh, yeah. He oh, apparently right. went to the stadium recently to sit down with John to kind of talk it out and come up with a game plan. One thing we know. It'll be the low bidder. You do not know that, Eddie. I'm not going to touch First of all, one. I'm going to pitch Jerry and I. Warm-up show, Yankee play-by-play. Yeah, a little late for you. What? I don't think you would. Late for me? Yeah. I'd be replacing the guy 30 years older than me. Yeah, well, but they've. So, that's part of the you know the late night. And also and late, in the, late in the night. Oh. But what's what I just said? Legitimately, this is where I am in my life yeah. right now. If the radio station came to me and said, we would like you. To do play by play at the Yankees, be like, ah, I'll pass. Gonna have to pass. Oh, no, thanks. Because again, <laughs> these out not just late at road games. Oh, so right, you got to travel. Games. You're out of town. Oh, different time zones because John's gonna keep you know the East Coast yeah. stuff. So you're talking you know Central time zone, maybe probably a West Coast trip at some point. Doesn't then, the Yes Network have all 900 different guys working in that booth? Can they throw doing one play by play? All right, they're the they uh, former not. players. Yeah, for the most part. Again, yeah. Ruko is sort of Kay's main fill-in when he's available. Hmm. But he has other other duties. All right. Wow. So it's not as extensive a list as you might think. You got to th- think, though, a guy like Ruko, right? Would you say he does WNBA? Well, that's one of the main things he does. But he does a lot of TV work for ESPN. Also oh, okay. for Yes on the Nets side. He's very involved with the, the Nets broadcast, like when Ian's not available. Okay, so he's, well, a, he's know, a busy man. If he's too busy, then maybe I throw my uh, my throw support in the ring behind this uh, kid you're talking Justin about, Justin Shackle. Justin yes. Shackle. My kid is strong. He is a grown man, a an grown adult. adult all yes, right. been in the business for a while. But he's still in his Got 30s. a good way about him. I wonder how Susan would feel about that. You know, you get you, uh, you know you get a much younger. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you bring that up. I, I considered punk. that. Hey, he's not a punk. He is younger. <laughs> but my guess is because of Sh- and Shaq. He says his nickname. We call him Shaq because he's been around the Yankee family for a few years now. Mike, I don't know what his relationship with is with Susan, but I imagine they're familiar with each other right. a little bit. So you got that. That you check that box. But then again, the same could be said for Ricky and or Ryan Rucco as well. How old is this Ricky Ricardo fella? That I don't know. It's like you don't even work here. I Simo. would say of the three options, he would be on the oldest. Then the you have side. Ruko and then Shackle. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to how this plays out. How it all shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. John, news. I think he's going to be 84 on July wow. July 4th. I believe is his oh, birthday. A, I think that was a reference 4th, in the baby. story. So God bless, man. He's 84. Quite a oh, career. Now he's considering cutting back at 84. That's, all these other people again work ethic. These other broadcasters. NFL guys be like taking a week off. Al Michaels taking a week off. You work seventeen weeks. <laughs> Get in there, Al Michaels. You yeah, spray-haired freak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how this plays. Say that out. to his face, Al. Oh, I would not say that to anyone. I talk behind people's backs. And you, um, the two of you would butt heads because he's you know you you know about him. He's like claims to have never eaten a vegetable in his life. Who? Al Michaels. Al Michaels never, you never heard about this. Yeah, certainly not. I think not as an adult. He's a big red meat guy. Really? And he's never had any yeah, health his problems. Colon must be a disaster. Well, that's his thing. He does not not a vegetable guy. All right. He does not do the whatever you're doing. The 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 Bob Bobby Bobby scan Bobby yeah definitely Bobby not. approves app. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to do a quick good for you segment? Oh, always. This is where I just give you a story that there really nothing to comment on you other than say, say good, for good for you. Yeah. Romeo Cornell, you know him from uh, his uh, coach in the NFL. Sure. He's retiring after 50 years of coaching. Yes. 39 years in the NFL. Hey, good for you. Hey, Ro- No, we go like this. Oh. I'll go, hey, Romeo yeah. Cornell. And then we both go, oh, good for okay. you. Hey, Romeo Cornell. Oh, oh good, good for, for you. you. Now, Al, That's if nice. I told you. Now, I don't know how you just read the headline on this or the full story. I read the headline. Okay. Headlined it. So if there, there, I, what else could be in this story? Well, if I, a, I'll say this. If I set the over under over under at four and a half for career Super Bowl rings for Romeo Cornell, you would say what? Over. And you just because I'm highlighting it. You're, no, because I feel like I feel like he was on some pretty good uh, staffs of uh-huh. teams. Yes. And you want to take a, a guess at the staffs that he was on and how many rings he has? I feel like he was on the Patriots. He was. Patriots staff, giant staff. There you go. Bang. 
three for the Pats, two for the Giants. Five, five rings, rings for your boy Romeo Cornell. That's a solid. As an assistant, of course. Right. Yes. That's head coaching, fine. Eh, not as good. Wasn't not, as not good. So but he's probably got scrub teams to head coach. Uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, Houston. Houston. No, I think Houston, he was just the interim. Oh. I want to say Cleveland. Yeah, see, like. And yeah. where else was he? Certain guys uh, that can be great assistants. I just read this yesterday. When Jeez. they get, when they're, you got to think when a team is looking for a head coach, they suck. Usually. And That's then you don't get a yep. you don't get a chance to uh, maybe he maybe these teams he went to uh, be head coaches on he actually didn't have draft picks comparatively speaking like for you know what the Browns what, not as awful as some of the other guys that have gone through Cleveland like he actually had one winning year there yeah and then he had the Chiefs uh, interim at the end of 2011 and then one year before Andy Reid came two and fourteen in 2012. Oof. And then interim in Houston, twenty twenty four. So thirty two and sixty three. All right, as a head coach, not, Solid, not great. No, guys, not, guys no. walking around with five. Super well, that Bowl part's rings wonderful. Hand. But since he left New England, as many Belichick disciples. assistants and disciples often do, don't experience quite as much success. Things go awry. Correct. All right. Yes. But yes, a respected longtime NFL coach. Quick break. Uh, back with some more NFL stuff. We'll do a quick Rangers hit. I've got some uh, some social some social news and uh, baseball and football. I always love doing these just to make the uh, person across from me uncomfortable. I was I was just gonna say out loud. I'm I'm hoping we run out of time. No, and we don't get to the. I'm social leading part. off next segment with it. Great. Normally Jerry just stares, how does he ha- he stares at stares you? at me. Okay. All right. Well, at least I won't feel bad if we do the <laughs> same thing. Jerry stares at me. Uh, we'll do that uh, <laughs> next. Then Boomer Geo at the top. I'm in a big country mood lately. I'm always in a country mood. I can't listen to country music in the winter. Like, it needs to be nice out. Okay. It's all about hanging out on beaches and drinking. Like, listen to Christmas music in July doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't work. All right. That's fine. This is the warm up program. My name is Alan with CeeLo today. Jerry's out today. Jerry will be back tomorrow, though. Rest assured. Then, Jerry, by the way, Jerry and Sal. We'll be hosting Friday and Monday. I will be here for both. And you will be here uh, in the update seat. Yes, uh, Eddie will be here. You, I'll be here. Oh, sweet. That's right. Only the two big shots are going to be missing. Well, they need Boomer their extended weekend. You know? I think it's Geo's 40th birthday coming up the this weekend. The old wraparound four-day weekend. Yeah, 40th <laughs> birthday. Good for him. Him and 1.7 million other exactly. people on the earth <laughs> on average. Exactly. Teed Eddie up for that one. Exactly. Uh, let's do some social oh, cause, our social LGBTQ plus, IA plus. I don't even know what well all of those are. All right, I'll let you. I'll tell you what that means. I mean, the IA, I'm not. Familiar. The first one, all the right. first part, I do. The, the all right. What do you think that stands for? Which Le- one? It's lesbian, gay, bisexual, right? Transgender. Right. Yeah, I'm good there. And then all of a sudden, I heard a plus, and I was there like a. Fraction in there. Q stands Q? for queer, which okay. I'm not comfortable using. All right. Intersex, asexual. Okay. Got plus it. anything we've missed. Oh, that's what the plus is yes. for? So inc- being all, all inclusive. Bisexual, right. transgender, queer, intersex, asexual. What is intersex? Forgive my ignorance. I, I am uh, also ignorant on the topic okay. of intersex. Not sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, the uh, some baseball teams, Major League Baseball teams, wore the rainbow logos. I saw Dodgers wore rainbow logos when they played the Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Rays were going to wear some rainbow logos. Some did, some did, some didn't. It's, some did, some didn't. It's Pride Month, correct? Pride Month, yeah. the month of June. And um, there were five Tampa Ray players who didn't, and they were happened to be all pitchers. Okay. And they said that uh, they didn't want to wear the logo on their uniform, saying their religious beliefs wouldn't allow right. it. Faith-based. Faith-based, yeah. but also Opt said, out. we accept everyone. We just we don't want to promote it on the uniform. Yeah. Well, uh, this fella, Jack Flaherty, which I guess is, he's a pitcher on the, the Cardinals, uh, yeah. St. Louis Cardinals, he quote-tweeted the TMZ sports story and wrote, absolute joke. Now, of course, he doesn't explain why that's an absolute joke. All right. Maybe he did pull to you and just read the headline. Didn't actually read the full story. Well, even the, the headline has the entire story in it. Oh, it does? They don't want to. Yeah, it says. Here's the headline. Tampa Bay Rays players refused, which makes it sound combative, 
to wear the gay pride logo on their uniforms this weekend, saying their religious beliefs wouldn't allow it, but also saying they accept everyone. Jack Flaherty, absolute joke. Of course, he doesn't explain it. So why why is it? People are allowed to have other opinions. Did you check? Did he follow up? Did he answer he did somebody? Did not follow nothing. up. Nothing. Not an By additional way, tweet. Not a reply. Nothing. Well, listen. His reply. His tweet got forty eight thousand sure, likes. Yeah. Forty two hundred retweets. And I was going to go read some comments. Three thousand two hundred seventy two comments. I don't have time for that. I got time for that, CeeLo. So busy doing nothing all day. I'm looking to see if there were any uh, replies any he sent to someone that might have come at come. My guess come is he him. did not reply to anybody. Hmm. This fellow's got the 74,000 followers. By the way, I have more followers than Jack Flaherty. Yeah, so I'm, not Jack seeing, Flaherty, I'm not seeing anything. Stick yeah. it in your pot pipe and smoke it. Not to speak for Jack Flaherty, but I would assume his gripe is that if you say you're accepting of everybody... And what's the big deal with wearing the the patch or what whatever it was? That well, would be my guess. Because like you can accept uh, that somebody has a different opinion of you, but you don't want to promote it yourself on your personal body. Right. That's the difference. Yeah, I'm not taking a side. I'm oh. just trying to. Sounds like you're taking a side, Sue. No, I'm trying and, to. Guess and I don't know if they're like. I'm assuming they're Christian, and they interpret the Bible as being against homosexuality. I guess maybe is what they're. Perhaps saying, but yeah, God. I don't know if they're the if they go as deep as saying that if somebody is gay they're evil. I it doesn't know. sound like they're saying uh, people are evil. It sounds like they said they're accepting of everybody. They just don't want to promote it themselves. Mm-hmm. That's all, Jerry. If you're listening, I know you have a funeral to go to today, but enjoy that. What's enjoy that, that breath and sigh of relief you're taking right now? I got another story for okay. you. Okay. And then, right, and you're right. It's like that's not a problem, but it, you know, so if you take it to, too far, if they're evil, then that's a problem. You know, if you say that they're evil because they, they're not saying that though. They're just no, saying, they are not. No, those mm, guys. I don't want to wear the, the rainbow. rainbow logo. I knew you couldn't resist. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't be able to well, resist. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to go there. But I once knew you it. once you teed it up like I that, it. I had to. I knew it. I knew it. I who, knew it. Who does not want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> Right. You're, a, you're a ribbon bully. Right, right. Here's the thing. Kramer was supporting the AIDS walk. Right. But he didn't want to wear the ribbon. That's right. all. He's here. Right. They said, why do I have to wear it? Because, what was it like? Because everyone, that's why I don't want to wear right. it. He was being, he, he was being contrarian. He, he was, was being going contrarian. against right. the grain. He's there supporting the yes. AIDS walk. Right. That's why he was there to walk. But he, he didn't, didn't want, want to, to be wear forced the ribbon. to wear the ribbon. And you knew CeeLo could not resist. Yes. Well, that's, that was his point. You're yeah. basic. You're basic. <laughs> I get surprised it took that long. That makes me long. basic. Yeah, fine. Yeah, you know what? I've That's never basic. been happier to be basic. Though. You're basic. I, there, I will never turn down a chance to get the Seinfeld reference in. Sorry. In another uh, related story to Pride Month, the Carolina Panthers. You're familiar with them. Yes. The Carolina Panthers hired Justine Lindsay. Mm-hmm. She's the NFL's first openly transgender cheerleader. Okay. She. Th- th- I love this part of the story. I just thought, I just think like this was actually written. Sure. She's believed to be the first trans person hired as an NFL cheerleader. Although the league doesn't keep official records pertaining to gender identity. You're kidding. The NFL is at a, here's our, uh, come on. Come on. And you have a problem with this? It bothers you that they wrote that in the story? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, she's believed to be. We don't know. She's also a bald woman. I'm going to resist now. All right? You called me out. I'm going to resist now taking the Seinfeld bait again. Okay? Oh, for the bald uh, woman? Yeah. <laughs> Good job. There was by a you. lot of bald references. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's two stories I got for you right there. So. How about that Aaron Donald contract, Al? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron Donald, yes. By the way, he, uh, I believe he was invited to Sean McVay's wedding. I would think so. He was invited, but Odell Beckham was not. But Odell Beckham showed up, crashed the wedding. Now I saw the I crashed saw it. your note that he crashed it. Crashed my my it. question would be: Was he actually not invited, or did he say, "Hey, I can't make it," and then showed no, up? No, because Sean McVay was a guest on something. Yes, the and uh, he Rams said, "Town Hall on Sirius XM." Okay, he yeah. said, "Listen, listen, you've been ma- you're married. Yeah. There's a point where you have to cut down the list of who's invited, who's sure. not invited." He said, 
he's got a relationship with so many players uh, that he decided just the actual captains. Okay. Captains and a couple of players that he are retired that he is still very close to. All right. That's how he narrowed it down. But Odell Beckham showed up he's, anyway. Yeah, he's crashed yeah, the wedding. Screw that. Right. I'm going. I would think you'd want to invite every NFL player that you have any connection to because they got big bucks. That's a long list, though. I don't big think McVay is worried about the big bucks. Oh. Okay? His boy Cliff Kingsbury was there. Peter Schrager was there. Peter NFL, Schrager? NFL Network. Yeah, they're buds. And Odell Beckham didn't make it? Yeah. Peter Schrager looks like he wears eyeliner on television. Maybe he does. Maybe it helps. Not you know, that there's anything wrong with that. I loved Ozzy Osbourne when I was a kid. He yeah, used to wear eyeliner exactly. all the time. Sure. It pops. It makes your eyes pop. Right. Which is interesting because as well-dressed and good-looking as Cliff Kingsbury is, and people yeah. will note that, yeah. you know, I'll, he I'll dresses note it. very well, something, his eyes to me always, I'm not saying he is, but it always looks like he's like hungover or high. Like, I don't know this? if he has a condition or something. Cliff Kingsbury, the he Cardinals head coach. hungover? I'm not saying he is. It's just something about there's like a usually a glaze. And that's why you notice when he coaches, a lot of times he's wearing sunglasses on oh, the sideline. okay. So I don't know, maybe he has a condition, so I'm certainly not making light or trying like to Tony you know, take a he shot at him. Yes. yes, he. I know had a condition, but that was more, I think, about how he had very sensitive eyes and they were, you know, I think when he was a kid, sunlight or... Someone stabbed Tony's, uh, what's his name, Tony Soprano? No, Sperano. Tony Sperano? Someone yes. stabbed him, like, in the eye with a fork. Is that what did it? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Oh. Okay. Are you are you just throwing that out there? No, or is I, that, I, I actually believe. I knew he had a condition, no, which no. led to him wearing the sunglasses. No, I actually did hear okay. that story. Got it. Let's take a quick break because we're yes, very late. Please, very late with you and all of your. Silo has the thing. Yes. You and all of your controversial stories. You're oh, doing yeah. today, Cee-Lo. Speaking of controversy, big one for Phil Mickelson yesterday, and our pal Amy oh, says right? signing with Live Golf makes a lot of sense for Lefty. Batman. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Jerry's out today. CeeLo is in. Eduardo Escobar hit for the cycle last night as the Mets smashed the Padres. Yeah, you teased the Ranger thing you wanted to say. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.